So one time I desecrated ancient castle grounds in Ireland. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I was not expecting that. Have I not told you this story? I don't think so. I'm sure I told you this story. Maybe, I forgot. (laughs) I won't name her by name, but a guest of this podcast and I went on a trip to, uh, to Ireland many years ago, and... We were on a, a bus tour, and this was, like, one of the strangest days of my life to begin with. Let me let me backtrack a little. So, we're supposed to get on this bus at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, we get up, leave our hostel, head to this bus station. The bu- It's so early, the bus station is closed. Like, you cannot go inside the bus station. So, we're just, like, standing on the street waiting for this bus to take us across the country and then all of a sudden we see a bus pull up and then drive around us and away and we start running and then just like drives away and we were like is that the bus apparently the bus sits on the other side of the bus station there's no signs there's no like i would how would you know um thankfully the way our tickets worked you could just buy a ticket and be on any ride or time you wanted it wasn't like designated for a certain time so we just like stood on the street for like an hour and like this old man and this other guy like came up to us and again it's like it's like 5 30 in the morning and this guy is like has been drinking for sure and just goes into this like longest it was a very heavy conversation and essentially what it came down to was this man told us that yesterday now that it being that it is 6 a.m he came out to his wife told her that he was wanting to live his life met this man at the bar out drinking and they were gonna go home together this is his day like he's still on the same day that all this is occurring and is just telling this to two random strangers from the united states that he's just met on the street so we get on this bus It takes, like, two hours longer than it's supposed to. We arrive after our bus tour has left. So we were able to book another bus tour with a different company that was a little bit shorter but would essentially do the same thing. I went to go buy a coffee for me and my friend at, like, a coffee shop. And when I went to pay and pull money out of my pocket... In my hand was a condom wrapper, and I don't know where it came from. It was not mine, and it was it was just a, an empty wrapper. And I was like, where did this come from? I was disturbed um, and confused, but also just, like, so rushed and panicked that I was like... The coffees were so tiny. We were just all in a bad mood because we've been up since, like, 4.40 in the morning. We get on this bus ride. We go to the cliff some more. Great time. Lovely time. All around great. Sometimes on these tours, they'll, like, stop at these little, like, scenic spots for, like, 10, you know, 10, 15 minutes where you can just, like, take some photos and, you know, stretch your legs, whatever. So, um, once we left, and again, we saw our tour bus. Like, we saw the bus tour we were supposed to be on, which was funny. The guy who was running our tour looked, um, very much like Kirk from Gilmore Girls, um, which was really weird. I was like, is this, is this him? Is he doing this, doing this on the side? Maybe he does it part-time. I was a spitting image. You left Stars Hollow? 
That was a little extreme. But I was being a little extra today. So we eat some lunch, get on this bus ride, we're getting to it around. And then all of a sudden, being that I drink a lot of water, my friend drinks a lot of water and has a tiny bladder and has had many, many issues with peeing and having to pee in random places and dealing with that. And same with me. I told you all I peed in a sock at one point, so I should be clear. But we get to the point where we are both dying. Like, we both are like, I have to pee so bad. So we get to one of these, like, uh, stop, stretch your legs, go look at this castle, take some photos. And we both, like, made eye contact. And I think we both made the mutual decision that we needed to pee somewhere at this location. So we, like, essentially get off the bus and we speed walk to this castle. And it's got, like, a gate, like, a wall, like, a like a wall around it and this, this like, old-timey castle. We couldn't go inside the castle, but we could go around the grounds. So we, like, once we're inside those gates, we sprint. We start sprinting. We find these little dirt path. We run around to the back of the castle, and we both are, and then we just peed. And it was the one of the best pees I've ever taken in my entire life. But, like, the panic of, like, peeing in public is technically a crime, I think technically i don't well in the u.s it is yeah i don't don't know know how it is in ireland in in like europe and ireland i don't know how it work so we pee really quickly run around the other side of the castle and we make it back to the front before anyone has come in like we moved so quickly that we were able to pee successfully and go but i peed on the castle grounds thousand year old castle i was like this is awkward and then then we had to watch as every single person in our tour group walked around the castle probably walked through your piss yes exactly um and it was a moment of fear shame shame panic it was a lot there's a lot of emotions going through but i don't know that's the only time i've ever felt like i i have disrupted some spirits in some way I probably have to check with her to make sure she's okay with me telling this on the podcast. Yeah. I didn't name her by name. No. But, I mean, context clues, I feel like you can discern, (laughs) you can discern who this person is. You know, because we didn't do a whole episode talking about Britain and the UK. And the UK and our trip we went on together, Um, certainly not. But yeah, yeah. maybe double check that before. Yeah, I'll do that. But yeah, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes Earth's just gotta take the brunt and... Gotta take that piss. Gotta get a golden (laughs) jump. Instead of our favorite... Piss Watch 2021. This was Piss Watch 2017. Earth Edition. Earth Edition. This is Research Rank Repeat. This is co-host Hannah. This is co-host Alyssa. And this is two days before a day that is very important to the world, Mother Nature. 
Mother Earth. Earth Day. It's Earth Week. It's Earth Week, but specifically Earth Day. Yes, but it's the week that Earth Day is celebrated in. Yeah, and since we don't release episodes on days that are not Wednesday, we're going to pretend today's Earth Day. Because every day is Earth Day. Every day is Earth Day. When you believe. If you, you can believe. Achieve. <laughs> you can achieve, yeah. You will when you believe, Hannah, as the great Whitney Houston once said. There can be miracles when you believe. And if you believe that our politicians will do something about climate change. You're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> True, but also. But just, you we know, still believe. You know, sometimes I think about my place in the universe and the crippling fear that encompasses me and the fact that I probably won't live to be 80 because the earth will be a desecrate um, ball of hot air that is unlivable with no water extreme national disasters no, I said national not natural <laughs> disasters also national disasters and national disasters as well um, and you know it's like cool I'll deal with that when it comes yeah but hey we're celebrating the earth day. <laughs> but it's earth day but it's earth day on a brighter note on it bright- is earth day yeah we both love the earth we do you have made somewhat of a career yeah out of earth things sure you could say that i have not necessarily done the same but i do appreciate the earth yeah uh love being outside reduce reuse recycle yeah do it your part do what you can uh unfortunately it's like the average individual person's contributions to a cleaner earth is nothing compared to the corporate conglomerate structures waste but hey, you know what? <laughs> but yes, we are going to keep it. Well, no, we're keeping it positive and negative. We're, get, we're giving a little cynicism, but also a little bit of you know, a little bit of positive, a little, little t- positive touch. We thought long and hard about how we could make this an episode. You know, we could have ranked a lot of things. We could have ranked our favorite flowers. We, we could have ranked, ranked favorite uh, seasons. Favorite seasons. Favorite plants. I could tell you all about. Phyllococca americana, Aster pilosis. I could tell you all about all these plants that I know how to identify and find, all these mammals that I know how to identify, all these birds, these animals, all these things that I have knowledge of, went to school for and have a degree in. But we're not going to do that today because we, I said, fuck it. I don't want to do the work. But fuck that. Alyssa's degree means nothing. <laughs> sure. Okay. And, I, don't, I mean, my, my student loans yes. would say differently, but, you know. Uh, but we thought, hey, we love grass. Yeah. It, it, we love grass. Yes. We'll just leave it at Interpret that. Interpret that as you want. You can take it how you want. We thought, why not rank our favorite and least favorite patches of grass we've sat in? Yeah. So... This is very subjective. There's really no guidelines other than this is a patch of grass that you sat in to some extent at some point in your life. Now, because memories are hard for some people, I guarantee that there is probably this sunny, perfect pasture with grass that I've sat in at some point in my life and I just don't remember it mm-hmm. because I spent about an hour really, really focusing in on grass and I came up with a, a list. So, there could be other patches of grass. This is not like you have to sit in this one specific patch of grass only for all time. 
this is just, hey, you know, I remember, I have, a, I have a memory of this grass or I have memories of this grass and I'd like to share that today in my love and support for the earth. Yes. But on the flip side, we're also talking our top five least favorite patches of grass we've ever sat in. Because there have been some fucking patches of grass. Yes, there have That been. we have sat in and just been absolutely miserable in life. Or mad or upset or crying. Or all of the above. Or all of the above. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into some of those. Um, yeah, Alyssa is gonna give you some background. Yeah, I am. So let's talk Earth Day. Earth Day is on April twenty second. It is a day designated in support of environmental protection for the Earth. So most of this information I've gotten is from the website EarthDay.org, which is the um, essentially runs Earth Day. Uh, also, I got some supplementary things from Wikipedia, you know, our most trusted favorite website. So, let me get into the origins of Earth Day. The first Earth Day occurred in 1970. There were, oh, there are approximately over 1 billion people involved and over 190 countries involved in Earth Day on the scale of, like, t- 2022. And to quote EarthDay.org... In the olden days, 50s, 60s, 40s, industry, smog, soot, acid rain, quote, air pollution was commonly accepted as the smell of prosperity. (laughs) Oh, God. You like that one? I hate that, but I, yeah, that sounds about right. So essentially, in the 1960s, leading up to Earth Day, The effects of industry on the environment and, like, you know, effects on air pollution were relatively unknown. There wasn't a lot of knowledge, common, like, uh, you know, common people knowledge on the subject. 1962, though, things start to change. The book Silent Spring is released by Rachel Carson. Also, the uh, figurehead that I used as my inspiration for my dream career speech as to why I wanted to be a zoologist which I guess I technically did by getting a degree in zoology, but I don't work with animals. So thank you, Rachel Carson. Much appreciated. But anyway, Rachel Carson's great. She writes this book, Silent Spring, and essentially what it does is it talks about the effect of specifically DDT, which is a pesticide, on ecosystems and ways that affects the environment. Um, One of the things specifically that this book talks about is the fact that this DDT impacts the growth of eggs, like bird eggs, where it's like causes the shells to be like deteriorated. So then birds don't like birth properly deformed and stuff. So it was like causing issues with a, a whole, like the chain, like food chain ecosystem structure. So this was a New York Times bestseller, sold over 500,000 copies and brought pollution to the public light um, on a broader scale than it had been previously. So we're going to jump ahead to about 1969. This um, peace activist named John McConnell had proposed a day for honoring the earth, and he said we should do it on March 21st, 1970. A senator named Gaylord Nelson from Wisconsin Shout out to Wisconsin, not the Mitten State, even though they claimed to be that at one point in time. We forgive them. So he was feeling really upset about the state of the world. 
in terms of like the U.S. and pollution. In January of 1969, there was a huge oil spill in Santa Barbara, California, like that had national attention. And there also was a growing movement of concern towards air and water pollution, just everyday citizens. So drawing inspiration from the um, student anti-war protests that had been going on for the war in Vietnam and, you know, that were occurring in the 60s, he used the help of a, a guy named Dennis Hayes to help organize a teach-in on college campuses, essentially effectively, like, protest um, this pollution. So they chose April 22nd because it was an optimal date between spring break and finals to allow for a large participation of students. So what happened is this grew in size to become a national movement. Approximately 10% of the U.S. population protested on Earth Day. 20 million people demonstrated the first Earth Day in 1970. And sorry, I don't know why I said that word. 1970. According to Wikipedia, I... I cannot confirm this to be 100% true, but Wikipedia says that this is the largest single-day protest in human history. So, I cannot confirm that that's, like, definitively true, but, I mean, 20 million people is a lot of people to be protesting. And it occurred all across the United States in cities and college campuses. And it had a rare bipartisan support from a lot of different groups. Politically, Republicans and Democrats supported it. Um, Urban and rural people, rich and poor. Like, it was, like, a very, like, universally accepted and supported Mm -hmm. movement. And it also allowed a lot of different movements to combine together into one umbrella because, you know, there are people protesting water pollution, protesting oil, protesting, um, like, air, pesticide. Yeah, so they were able to combine together under one umbrella. From this movement, this led to the United States Environmental Protection Agency creation in 1970. It created the um, North American Environmental Education Act, the Occupational Safety and Health Act, the Clean Air Act, And in 1972, the Clean Water Act. In 1973, the Endangered Species Act. So this acted as a catalyst that allowed for many different environmental acts to be created in the span of about three years following it. So it really, really created a a national change Mm -hmm. in, in many different ways and led to a lot of environmental protections that still exist today and are still like heavily used and caused a lot of changes in businesses and the way we treat our Earth. So 1990 is when they took Earth Day global. So there was a huge push for recycling, 1990, and uh, they wanted to expand it to other countries besides the United States. It was pretty, for the first 20 years, it was pretty much just a a US-based event. But this push on a global scale led to um, the United Nations Earth Summit in 1992, specifically focused on Earth-related issues. And Gaylord Nelson was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom from uh, Bill Clinton, which is also like one of the highest honors that you can get. So 2000, the dawn of the millennium, the focus shifted to global warming and clean energy. And unfortunately, we still have a focus on global warming and clean energy. 20, I said that word too. (laughs) Energy. 22 years later, we still are not on the same page about climate change and global warming, which astounds me and bothers me and upsets me every time I see people who don't believe in climate change or global warming 
it's science. Like, it's not like religion where you could choose to believe something is true or not. It's just a fact. And it bothers me that people are like, I don't think so. Science is there. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. So anyways, um, the last thing I have to say is that Earth Day is the largest secular observance in the world. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, my facts about Earth Day. All right. Um, so we are, we each picked our five best favorite, five least favorite worst patches of grass. Yes. Um, I have one honorable mention that I'd like to just okay. uh, discuss. So I wanted to just honorable mention there is a really soft patch of grass outside our house that is like slightly discolored because it's probably above where the sewage pump is, which is why it is slightly different colored. But when I was younger, I used to sometimes just go sit in the patch of grass and just like think or like observe nature and I think it really spurred a lot of my um, interest in environmental issues and just like science in general so because of that I wanted to give it the honorable mention that it deserves nice we always start with worst yeah do you want to start with worst sure okay why not Um, I guess I'll go first this time so number five the first patch of grass I want to talk about is that um, we did a lot of, like, fun activities as children. You know, we'd go to different places, do different things, you know, and most of the time these things were fun. However, we went fishing one time. <laughs> we went to this, like, very designated place where you could catch, I think they were catfish. Yeah, catfish or, or bass or something. Um, trout. Trout. There were catfish rainbow and, trout. It was rainbow trout yeah. and catfish. And we went and we sat at this lake pond thing for hours. It was so fucking hot. It was so boring and smelly and humid. And we sat there for hours and didn't even get a pole. And they took us to this little children's pool. And, like, we literally all caught fish in, like, 30 seconds. And then we had to sit and wait for our fish to be processed in the smelly building. And I, like remember being like this is not fun like I did not enjoy the experience at all it was not an enjoyable experience and sitting in the patch of grass waiting for my fishing rod to catch anything was so boring and because it was so boring it's number five I completely forgot about that number five I went with a patch of grass at the amusement park in Ohio Cedar Point (laughs) so we we went to Cedar Point multiple times as Mm -hmm. kids we also used to go on like middle school high school trips a couple times because it's relatively close to where we live we went as a family uh I don't even remember when it was I was probably like in middle school maybe I don't even know I was probably in middle school and we it was the first time I ever went on the Millennium Force I think that might have been not necessarily where my fear of heights started, but it heightened my fear of heights. Okay. Because that roller coaster goes very, very high up in the air. When it was, like, debuting, I think it started in 2000, was the Millennium yeah. Force, was the Millennium. It was the tallest roller right. coaster for a period of time. Right. And it, it's intense. Like, I've gotten tunnel vision on that yeah. before. Yeah. Um. So I remember going up that 
steep incline, getting to the top, being like, I'm going to die. Uh, we got through the ride. I remember getting off of that and feeling so like ill and just like dizzy and everything. And like not that long, not long after my mom was like, oh, we should eat some food. And I remember we sat in this patch of grass. I could only stomach like three French fries. My mom was trying to force <laughs> me to eat. I was like, you don't understand. I'm going to die. Um, but yeah, that literally as soon as I thought of a patch of grass, that was the first one that came to my head. That's funny. Yeah. Did you, Okay. So I, did you get stung by a bee at Cedar Point or was that somebody else got no, stung I by a bee? No, I did not. Okay. I think, I was thinking maybe you were thinking about a time you got stung by a bee um, at Cedar Point. But I think it was Audrey, actually. I think Audrey okay. got... I think we literally got to Cedar Point. I went with some high school friends, like, right after we graduated high school. And I'm pretty sure she, like, immediately got stung okay. by a bee. No, I'm not at Cedar Point. Um, I thought about if I have any, like, very specific grass theme parks. Because I feel like you're just exhausted and gross. <laughs> you're just and, always like, sweaty. And you're sweaty. Like... And, like, I didn't usually like to eat at yeah. theme parks either. But, yeah. Definitely, like, there's some strong feelings right. associated with those. Yes. So number four is something that I think I kind of talked about on the podcast. Um, this one is in Kentucky. This is very recent. This one I, th- I put on the list because it is more recent patch of grass that I have very not fond memories of. We were driving back from Nashville on our trip we went on in October last year. And it was like a 10 hour drive and it was gross and we were hungry and we just like wanted to stop quick to get some food. And we were in Kentucky and Kentucky sucks. So we went to Wendy's, and I was like, great, I'm going to get a chicken sandwich. We were eating outside the car, so we were, like, in a patch of grass by the curb. I was sitting next to a rusty can, and, like, it was, like, a syringe or, like, some medical, like, thing that I'm like, this is great. And then a bee attacked me, and I dropped my chicken sandwich on the ground, and I had, like, two bites of it. So then I was just sad and upset and really mad at Kentucky because it was a, a ruined time eating food but also just like I didn't get to eat any of my chicken sandwich it was really disappointing yeah uh number four this is kind of a cop-out but I went with a turf grass uh stadium we had for high school soccer Uh, but I'll make it one because I'm including that I'm going to include the practice field which was actual grass okay uh, the reason why is because anyone who's never been on turf grass, if you slide on it or anything, it destroys your knees. It destroys mm-hmm. your legs. Mm-hmm. Also, we just did cardio for like hours straight and I wanted to throw up every single time. Um, but yeah, so just not fond memories. And um, I think because it was fake grass, it also made me a little bit sad inside because you can't feel the softness of the grass. Yeah. So number three is kind of a collective in that um, wet butt sitting in a patch of wet wet grass oh. and getting wet butt. And I associ- I specifically associate that with having to go to so many soccer games. I had to go to so many soccer games or sports events and you'd either be sitting in wet grass or you'd sit in poop or you'd be covered in ants. Just like a collective of just like sitting and being uncomfortable for some reason. But specifically, I think wet butt is my least favorite. And I certainly have had my pants get wet sitting on a patch of grass. So... Not a specific spot of grass, but near a soccer field. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. Uh, Midwest area. Yeah, number three is going to be high school uh, field <laughs> patch of grass. Um, yep. We did talk about this in the uh-huh. Backyard Sports episode. Essentially, a fire was started not by us. 
Alyssa and I hid in the car and we were accused of starting a fire. We went a couple times, but that was like the one that always stands out to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, they basically gotten rid of that whole grass field and made a bigger school. So maybe it's for the best. Maybe it's for the best. So number two, before I ran cross country, I ran a race with my mom. Um, I think my brother was up park. Um, which is a park nearby, which is, like, our home cross-country turf. So, like, I would run that course a lot. Um, and I was running this race, and I I was so out of running shape. And, like, I don't know, it was, like, a hard year. <laughs> it was, like, a hard year in general. So I just, like, had, had such a hard time. This race was so horrible. It was, like, one of the worst races I've ever run in my my life. And I finished the race, and I just essentially just started crying. I was so sad and felt so gross so I just sat down in some grass and cried and so that patch of grass that I cried in specifically is number two. Number two for me is the Kentucky Wendy's grass parking. Mm -hmm. I think for me because I didn't drop my sandwich I didn't drop anything but the bees were in full force. I hate bees. bees I couldn't think of a specific moment when I'd been stunned by a bee in grass because every time I could think of when I was stunned by a bee it was usually like when I was not in grass um, so yeah, so I just went with the, uh, the Wendy's Kentucky parking lot because that was just not a good time. Yeah. So number one, um, it's, it's a twofold. So specifically where I work currently, I do a lot of work in grass fields and patches of grass and it's a lot of intense physical labor in summer months and like in the hot and the humidity in the cold It's a lot of, like, type 2 fun, where it's, like, horrible, but then you can kind of, like, reflect fondly on it later on. But specifically, I want to talk about miscanthus grass. So this grass is, like, 12 feet to 15 feet tall. Um, We have to harvest it once a year. Last October, there was a huge windstorm, and me and one of my coworkers went out to this field, and the grass had gotten blown over so badly that we had to crawl on the ground through the grass because it was so entangled that we couldn't walk through it because we couldn't clear the grass. It was so entangled and so heavy that we literally were crawling on our hands and knees with our equipment into this grass field. And um, my corker took a video and on it, I say, quote, that that moment is one of the lowest moments in my life, like lowest points in my life. Um, and that's valid. Like I was like, I'm crawling on my hands and knees to cut some grass. Here's where I'm at in life. So because of that, it's number one. Number one for me, um, has to do with our cross country days. Um, it's Kensington. Oh, it was a park where we ran every single season We'd always sit in the grass before each race and kind of just relax, hang out with people. Um, And there was always this intense dread and fear sitting in that grass knowing because this course had the worst, like, probably three or four gigantic hills. Mm -hmm. Like, mega hills. And you knew you were going to feel so shitty. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and it still haunts me to this day. Every time I drive past on the highway, I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) I I do, too. We ran it as a practice scrimmage mm-hmm. my first first year I ran cross-country. And, like, people peed themselves, yeah. like, because it was so hot and humid. I, like, passed a girl, 
And she was just, she was sitting in a patch of grass. And I, like, stopped. I'm like, are you okay? Like, I just wanted to make sure she wasn't going to, like, pass out. And she was like, she's like, no, I'm just taking a break. I was like, okay. Like, like okay, great. Like, just want to make sure you're, you're good. Because people pass, like, pe- people yeah. pass out there. People, like, it was. It's intense. Intense stuff. Yeah. So that's so, number one. understand, yeah. Before you get into your, fa- I do have a shout out. Honorable mention for my best. Do you have one or no? Well, that was my patch of grass by the house. Yeah. I just did it before the worst. Okay. Um, Honorable mention for best is kind of a collective of all the... Growing up, we took a lot of road trips. Every rest stop where we stopped, had our packed lunch. Yep. I don't know why it's so memorable to me, but I just feel like it was always like a good break from the drive. We always brought some like sandwiches, chips, and like... We always got to eat sun chips and stuff. It was always a good time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it just stuck on my head as like good memories. Yeah. All right. So I had a really hard time with this Mm -hmm. list. I told Hannah before I picked five, I had 13 that I had started with and I was like, okay, I got to narrow this down to five. So Number five, I am going to go with Arthur's Seat, which is in Edinburgh, Scotland. This is also involves um, Audrey, friend of the podcast. <laughs> so we we were there for two days, and we woke up this in the morning, and I think we had like granola bars, and we're like, cool, we're gonna go climb up to this mountain. Um, it's like a mountain, but like you know, hike up to this like it's like a vol- ancient volcano ground, essentially. And there's a pathway that's, like, the the way that people normally take, where it's, like, you know, a casual, like, gradual sloping, you know, maybe 30-minute walk up to the top. Unfortunately, we didn't get that memo, and we took the long way. Like, there are parts where we were, like, climbing. Like, it took us two hours to get up there. So part of it was the journey. Once we got to the top, we sat up there, took in the sight, took in the views. So, like... It stands out to me because, like, the effort that went into that walk, the walk back down was lovely. We literally, we just, like, walked a nice slope down and we were like, imagine if we had done this the right way. And she was actually there with her boyfriend somewhat recently. I, mean, I was like, make sure you go up the right way this time. And she was yeah. like, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to do that. All right. Number five, I went with Windmill Island. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This is a uh, patch of grass out where Alyssa lives, yes. near where she lives. Yes. Um, I had never been out there. I've only been out there once. Mm-hmm. But there was something so nice about it. It's it's like a really nice patch of grass that's got this nice little windmill there. Yeah. It's right by the lake. Yeah. It's right by a lake. It's, it's the background of my phone right now because mm-hmm. it's just a nice picture. And uh, we just had a really nice day. It was during shitty COVID time. It was during shitty COVID um, time. I came out there just for a couple days and it was very relaxing and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah, Windmill Island was one of my ones I had on my list to start. It did not make my list, but it is it is a lovely spot. I've had a, lo- a lot of really nice times just sitting there with different people or by myself, just like reading a book or listening to music or talking, you know, talking about something. And like, yeah, it's, it is a very like nice, serene spot. Yeah. Got a lot of good, got a little good grass sitting memories there. So number four, I went with... The specific hill of grass behind Pine Knob, um, D or DTE Music Theater. Essentially, I've gone to several concerts there. I've never sat in the actual seats. I've only ever mm-hmm. sat on this like hill of grass where you just literally you buy seats for the the grass field and you just pick a random spot and sit there. And it always smells like pot. To no no one's surprise. 
It smells like grass, some good grass. And uh, maybe your mom will say, it smells like a skunk. Which we she love that. She still says it to this we day. We love that for JT. Um, but yeah, so I, because I thought about, like, I had gone to Mopop and, like, there was a picture of me in the newspaper sitting in a patch of grass. And I was like, maybe that one. But, like, I feel like I've gone to multiple concerts at Pine Knob that uh, that one stands out more to me than other ones do. Or, like, Park for fireworks. Mm-hmm. I thought about that grass hill, too. But, like, this specific grass hill, Pine Knob grass hill, is the one that's, like, I think the best memory for me yeah. of sitting in grass. Yeah, I considered it, but then I realized I'd only been to one concert there. Oh, okay. So yeah. it kind of seemed like I couldn't. Right. Um, number four was kind of, I was thinking I wouldn't be able to do this because I technically never sat in it. And then mm-hmm. I remember that I technically did sit in it. There's okay. a clause. Um, so it's up north near our cousin Tara's cottage, their family cottage. Okay. We take golf cart. We used to take a golf cart out a lot. There yeah. was a huge field of grass mm-hmm. that you drove through. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking I never sat in it, but then I remember one time I got thrown off the golf cart and one time I got thrown off a snowmobile, so technically I have sat in it. Okay. I just love that field of grass because I feel like some of our funniest, like, best moments being up there have happened specifically in that grass field or, like, coming back from there. So I was like, you know what? It's a nice patch of grass where some great moments have happened. Yeah. Number three, I have um, Michigan State campus because I spent a lot of time uh, in East Lansing on a Michigan State's campus. I was trying to think of what specific patch of grass I wanted to pick because there's a lot of options. And I think I landed on two. One, like, right near the bell tower, um, like, right around West Circle because that's where I lived when I lived in the dorms. So I spent a lot of time in that area. Or right by Red Cedar. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a lot of patch of grass, like, kind of over the middle of campus that um, I also spent a lot of time sitting in the grass there. But, like... I feel like there's just, like, a lot of memories associated with it because it was, like, tied in with my college experience and, you know, spent several years there. And um, for the most part, you know, sitting in the grass, there are good times. So you got to avoid squirrels and geese and getting pooped on by squirrels from trees. Uh, But, yeah, like, it just, like, holds a special place, you know, sitting in the grass. Yeah. Uh, number three, I went with just our backyard in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we've lived in the same house since we were kids. Yeah. And I just think of a lot of like our core memories as kids mm-hmm. like happened in our backyard. Yeah. Like just because we spent so much time out there as kids yeah. playing out there. Just like a lot of memories that even stuff we've talked about in this podcast have mm-hmm. happened in our backyard. So yeah. I just think specifically about that grass and like how it's always been there throughout the years. Yeah. So, um, number two, I have, similar to what you said, up, up north, but I specifically picked um, the patch of grass right by the lake in front of the cottage because we've spent a lot of time in childhood. Both cottages, I think, are fine because mm-hmm. they had a cottage and then moved to a different one at a certain point. But that, like, I think a lot of my childhood summer memories, I think of, like, sitting or laying in that grass and, like, going out onto the boat or eating lunch at, like, the tiny children's picnic table <laughs> and, like, going to the trampoline or, like, you know, there's just, like, so many memories associated with that. So, you know, and you can, like, just see an image. Yeah. Um, like, those are, that's, like, a very super clear image where I can just, like, see a lot in that area. Getting clotheslined by a dog, you know, <laughs> great times. Croquet and, like, you know, yeah. all these, like, memories associated with that, that patch of grass. So, that's my number two. 
Yeah, number two, I went with Michigan State as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I thought about Patches of Grass, I thought about the one outside of Anthony Hall where we used to eat ice cream all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, um, that's a good one, too. Yeah. I thought about, like, what you said near the Red Cedar. Mm-hmm. I also thought about the grass in that little garden across the street from the museum. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember we used to, like, get Chipotle and eat it there once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. obviously a lot of spots because we spent a lot of time on that campus. Right. Um, and I have a lot of good memories with, like, you know, friends and, like, people mm-hmm. up there. Um, so I would say numerous spots on campus. Yeah. All right. Number one is very much memory specific. So when I was in college, I went on a study abroad to Kenya. And most of the time I was not sitting in patches of grasses because we were in, we were in safari cars um, observing, like, animals in nature. But... One of the days we got up super early um, to go ride on a hot air balloon. And I was waiting to get in this car. It was like five in the morning. I had forgotten my glasses. I had to sprint. That's the fastest I had run in like years. Sprint back to my tent because I was like, oh my God, I don't know my glasses. I'm going to be in a hot air balloon and I my vision issues are with distance. I'm not going to see anything. Sprint to get my glasses, go back, get in this hot air balloon. And it was like such a cool experience and like just getting to see all these like you know like elephants and things from the a hot air balloon and so we crash landed into a termite mound which that was fun and get out and then they like a car meets us and we just eat crepes and drink mimosas in the middle of this like savanna grass field and like i don't know just that specific memory of just like sitting in this grass and, like, having that experience is, like, a really, like, cherished memory that I have and, like, a very, very specific memory um, that it's, like, that's not something that I can, like, equate to anything else mm-hmm. in my life. So, for that, it was number one. Yeah, number one for me is basically just, like, a selfish, like, dream come true situation. Mm-hmm. We went out to San Francisco years ago, mm-hmm. and we got to go to the park where they shot part of the intro of full house full house yeah uh, the part where they had the picnic and then they run in the grass and yes me and Elsa did run around in the grass we did run around in the grass um, um pretending we were in the full house right yeah. and it was just like the the view was really cool because they have this like seven sister houses like all these houses in a row and i just like remember being there and it was kind of a cool trip because like we also got to do the arm wrestling thing in princess Diaries. so it was like one yeah. of those moments where like what you see on the screen has come to life and you're actually there. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. I don't know. Like, to me, when I thought of, like, patches of grass, that was, like, I guess another memory like what you had. Right. I associated it directly with that, like, memory. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I got to put that on my list. Yeah, that was on my considerations yeah. was uh, being in San Francisco in that patch of grass. I also had, like, um, when I was just in California, um, outside the um, Griffith Observatory, we sat in a patch of grass for a little bit, um, just kind of resting out there. So that was kind of... A similar thing. So, do we want to um, run through them again? Sure. Okay, so for my worst, number five, I have a patch of grass fishing. Four, I have Kentucky at a Wendy's parking lot. Three is wet butts at soccer games. Two is when I cried after running a race. Number one is in a miscanthus grass patch at work. Yeah, number five, I had a patch of grass at Cedar Point. Number four is turf grass at high school three is high school where the fire incident occurred uh number two would be the kentucky wendy's grass parking lot and number one would be 
Kensington yeah. Park patch of grass. All right, for my best uh, five grass patches, number five, I have Arthur's Seat in Scotland. And number four, I have um, Pine Knob Grass Hill at the concert venue. Number three, I have Grass Patches at Michigan State's campus. Number two is Up North by the Lake in a Grass Patch. Number one is a Grass Patch in the Maasai Mara where I had some crepes and mimosas after a hot air balloon ride. Yeah, number five for me was Windmill Island. Number four would be Cottage Up North in the Field of Grass. Three is just our backyard in general. Two is various grass patches at Michigan State. And number one would be the park patch of grass in San Francisco. So yeah, that is our uh, grass patch ranking. Celebrating some Earth Day. Take care of the environment. We don't like litterers. I seriously, like, I, I th- I've said this on the podcast. I literally got out of my car one time to pick up somebody's cigarette. They threw out of their car in a drive through line because I was like, that's just rude. Yeah. I literally would not date someone if I saw them littering. No, I wouldn't either. Like, I would be like, okay, cool. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. It's a deal breaker. Yeah. It's, yeah, Earth's important. We need it. It's not taken care of. Like, literally, we don't have anywhere to live. <laughs> like, that's not even a joke. Truly. Like, like yeah. I... I'm planning to have to go to Venice in the next five to ten years because I need to go before it's underwater. Right. Like, it's literally going to be underwater. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry yeah. for the morbid uh, end to this no, podcast. No, but it's reality. We Yeah, we have to face reality. There's good and bad things associated with it, um, as with the best and worst, worst grass patches. Yeah. You know? So maybe this Earth Day, just take, take a few minutes to do something beneficial yeah. for the Earth. You know, recycle something. Plant a... Plant a plant a tree or a flower or, or yeah a plant or, outside yeah you know but make sure it's not an invasive species right. buying a new hat maybe thrift it instead mm-hmm. get a solar panel all feasible options all, yeah <laughs> get, a, get a windmill it can all easily be done in the next couple yeah, of years exactly but yeah turn yeah. off the water when you brush your teeth yeah happy Earth Day yeah happy Earth Day. If you want to reach out to us, we have our Instagram, our Twitter, our email, r3podcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite earth memory. Favorite? What's your favorite grass yes, patch? what's your favorite patch of grass? I would love to know. We'll be back next week with something. We'll figure it out. Again, we still don't know what we're doing. And, uh... Well, this is squinting over here, so <laughs> we we will be back. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Much appreciated. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat. I don't think I know where this is going. I think I'm lost. (laughs) I don't understand where you're going.